Hello everyone. It's afternoon here and wherever you are in your time zone. It's really good to be with you. Um, I'm here today in place of Flint. He's in Colorado with Aaron's family and has asked for this time away. I'm glad for this opportunity to offer inquiry and to practice with you. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Suzanne Kilkes, the entrusted teacher here in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, I want to focus uh, us today on breathing and bodyfulness. Uh, yes, uh, you heard me, that word, bodyfulness. Some of you might be familiar with you with it. Um, I'm going to make my remarks first, and then I'm going to offer a guided uh, meditation for us um, in this practice of bodyfulness. So I'll uh, sound the bell when we get to the meditation part. In the Satipatthana Sutta, the Buddha gives specific instructions about breath practice and mindfulness. We hear a great deal about mindfulness. We get a lot of instruction. There's a lot of teachers, mindfulness teachers out there. However, in that sutta, he also gives specific instructions for breath practice and body awareness, what several recent teachers are calling bodyfulness. I really love that new word. For me, it has a deep somatic resonance to it. I want to read to you a translation of this section from the sutta for us all to hear the Buddha's teaching. As scholars of the ancient Pali texts, texts believe these are directly from the Buddha. And while the translation uses only the masculine pronoun, with apology and request for forgiveness, I'm taking the liberty of using the non-binary or communal pronoun of them or they. So here's uh, the section uh, from the sutta to begin with. This one is on mindfulness. Mindful, they breathe in. And mindful, they breathe out. They think. I breathe in long. They understand when they are breathing in long. Or thinking, I breathe out long. They understand when they are breathing out long or thinking. Or thinking, I breathe in short. They understand when they are breathing in short. Or thinking, I breathe out short. They understand when they are breathing out short. So I think you can understand or, or see or get a sense of what the Buddha is teaching here about how to focus in mindfulness with our breathing. A short while later though in the sutta, here is the bodyfulness teaching. Experiencing the whole body, I shall breathe in. Thinking thus, they train themselves. Experiencing the whole body, I shall breathe out. Thinking thus, they train themselves. Calming the activity of the body, I shall breathe in. Thus thinking, they train themselves. 
calming the activity of the body, I shall breathe out. Thinking thus, they train themselves. He goes on to teach, experiencing the whole body, I shall breathe in. They train themselves with the thought, experiencing the whole body, I shall breathe out. They train themselves with this thought, calming the activity of the body, I shall breathe in. They train themselves with this thought, calming the activity of the body, I shall breathe out. Thus, they live contemplating the body in the body internally, or they live contemplating the body in the body externally, or they live contemplating the body in the body internally and externally, or indeed their mindfulness is established with the thought, the body exists to the extent necessary for knowledge and remembrance, and they live independent and cling to not in the world. They live contemplating the body in the body. So that might seem like a lot of words, but focusing rather on the body rather than the mind um, is, is a new path, I think, for a lot of people. So in place of our silent time today, I want to guide you in a bodyfulness practice. This is adapted from a form offered by Will Johnson, a meditation teacher in Costa Rica, whose focus is embodiment practice, especially with the breath. You might have seen his recent article in Tricycle. It's really well worth reading. This practice of exploration is consistent with the Buddha's teaching not to simply believe him, but to explore and experience reality for yourself. When Mark Epstein, who has written many Buddhist-informed books about mental health and life, when he was a young doctor, the Dalai Lama said to him, everyone has the potential for Buddha nature. Within each of us is a pure body of perfect spontaneity waiting to be discovered. Pure body of perfect spontaneity is such a beautiful thought. It's such a beautiful thought to consider for ourselves and for our practice and for each other. What would it be like to look at, the, at another with the perspective of a pure body of perfect spontaneity. So follow along as you wish, but hold this lightly. Focusing on the body in this way can bring up emotions held there. Be kind to yourself, and if you need to step back for a bit, please do so. So with a bow to Will Johnson and all teachers of bodyfulness, let's begin.
settle down in a posture of meditation. Just feel yourself sitting here as tall as you can be, but as relaxed as you can be. Focus your attention on your belly, that place just around your navel. Even when your body is still, your belly can be observed and felt, feeling the rise and fall, feeling the expansion and contraction on the inhale and the exhale of the breath. Rising and falling. Rising and falling. Observe this motion. Feel this motion. With ease, become this motion, rising and falling. Now widen your focus to include a felt awareness of the whole of your torso, the front of it and the back of it, the top of it and the bottom of it, the whole of your torso, leaving nothing out. your exploration as you breathe in, you might hold your belly in just a bit so that your lungs can fill up in the back of your body. Then relax your belly and your whole torso is filled with breath. As you breathe out, let your breath out to be long and slow.
do a few rounds of this whole torso breathing, feeling the sensations of the in-breath and the out-breath. Holding your belly in for a bit so that your lungs can fill in your back body. And then relax your belly and your whole torso is filled with breath. And then as you breathe out, let your out breath be long and slow. Now, pass your awareness slowly through your whole body from head to foot. When you meet a tension or some tightness, some numbness or anything else, pause and breathe into that space don't analyze it don't evaluate it just notice it and you might give it a drop of love as in oh there you are i feel you i sense you i accept you there's no hurry there's no way of doing this exploration wrong. You are meeting your body in its fullness. a feeling of a shimmer or a shiver through your body in doing this simple act of focusing your attention on a part of the body, like shining a flashlight into a dark corner of a basement. 
When we receive meditation instructions, we're told to sit still. But the truth is every cell in our body, all 70 trillion of them are moving constantly. And so we're going to feel it. And if we pro provide any resistance to it, that can become a problem. So relax as you inhale and feel your spine lengthen. Our spines lengthen on the in-breath. Your lower spine moves and lengthens. Your mid-spine moves and lengthens. Your upper spine moves and lengthens. And then as you exhale, feel your entire spine shorten back down. the next inhale, feel the tiny muscles between your ribs expand. You might feel them, the intercostal muscles. If not, just know that that's what's happening. They're expanding, they're lengthening, they're stretching. Your whole rib cage moves and lengthens on the inhale because your lungs are filling up and asking your rib cage to expand out. On the exhale, your whole rib cage shortens back down. Inhale fully and deeply down from your diaphragm, down through your pelvis and legs, all the way into the earth. Sending your breath down through your legs into the earth to honor Mother Earth and to receive the earth's strength and energy. Simultaneously 
Feel how the breath can be felt to lift the entire body upward. Feeling the grounding to Mother Earth. And as you breathe in, your body rises upward. Rising and falling through the entire length of your upright body. Breathing down into the earth, notice your mind. Notice what's arising there. Grounding into the earth can stabilize clarity and freedom in the mind, allowing whatever has arisen to continue to move out, just like the flow of a river. It comes and it goes, it comes and it goes. As your breath initiates the rise, stay grounded on the earth. When you feel the breath causing your head to lift, let go of any tension and soften the top of your head, the muscles around your eyes, and both sides of your head. Feel the energies in these three places in your head, the top, both sides, and the eyes gently opening. Let your senses replace thought. As we bring this bodyfulness practice to a close, know that you can explore this rising and falling practice of bodyfulness while you are sitting formally in meditation, while you're standing, while you're walking, 
And while you're making your way through your life, Let's recite the verse of the robe. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Bodyfulness practice. Is a practice of wholeness, of wholeheartedness, of basic goodness. So I'll open it up now for your comments or your questions about well, what did you experience in this practice, if you'd like to say, um, and or anything else that has arisen for you right now. Thank you. Yeah. There we go. Um, thank you so much, Suzanne, for offering this. I, I love this. I never heard it called body fullness before, mm -hmm. um, but it's a practice that I've, I've practiced a lot um, for several months on and on and on. I was doing it and it really made a 
difference in my practice. Um, it's just um, is a wonderful practice for for becoming concentrated and I don't know, it seemed to deepen things a lot. So I really appreciate you bringing it forward. Um, the only problem I was having today was um, falling asleep, but that's, <laughs> I just get so relaxed. So that's the downside. I don't know if you have any ideas about that, um, but it is a lovely practice and I thank you. I just wanted to appreciate you and thank you for Mm -hmm. offering it today and talking about body fullness. I've never mm -hmm. heard it talked about that way. Oh, you're welcome, Lori. I, I was introduced to that word several months ago, and I think it was Sharon Salzberg. Oh, okay. I heard, read it from an article by her, mm -hmm. and I, I was immediately taken with it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it says something more to me than embodiment. And while I love the word embodiment, there's something about you know, having our bodies full of ourselves or filling our awareness, you know, filling our bodies with our awareness. Okay. And actually, Lori, as I was preparing this, I was thinking about what you talked about last week, mm. and how you went through the somatic experience of anxiety mm -hmm. and gave language to it. Mm -hmm. and I thought that was a bodyfulness description. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we're talking about the same thing. I, it's, um, that's the way I've been going, is moving to the embodiment side of things. Mm -hmm. I think I'm getting out from behind the mind or in the mind. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's a lovely, lovely way to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's all I have, just appreciation. Oh. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. And we have Becky now. Hello, Becky. There. <laughs> well, my first reaction when you started talking was just delight because about a year and a half ago, the as I was beginning some of my art beginning to deepen some of my connection with Apamata and with my practice. Um, I was at my first intensive. And I think that's about when the word bodyfulness just came to me. I guess that it was just right out of the universe and there's a bunch of us who sort of got it because it seems <laughs> the beginning for me of it was, was my very first intensive when uh, was, which was with Laurie and, and Joel. And that I didn't do anything that was, that was exactly what they were asking us to do. But what I ended up afterwards writing, which is still in my draft box, but uh, I wrote on in relationship to embodiment of slothfulness. Of what? Slothfulness. Sloth. Slothfulness. Oh, okay. got it. It was a combination of things is because we use the word slothfulness when we're naming the, the hindrances. Mm -hmm. And it struck me as one of those words that we could find something better for it because of the history of that word in, in, the, in the English language. And, mm -hmm. and, but, but then, like, I, I, 
I realized that what was happening for me about that was that everything in my body knew that in order to be now and in order to, to be in touch with what was going on in my body, even more than I was at that point, I needed to slow down. And so I used the sloth as my mentor because, I mean, clearly slothfulness is the sloth's Buddha nature. <laughs> and, and we can learn from anybody's Buddha nature. So that was what I did with it at that point. And then in my second intensive, I actually just started in, including uh, mindfulness, heartfulness, and bodyfulness. Uh, as some of the writings I did then. And, and it's been my practice. I've, I've had a, a body-based practice that's meditative for, oh, I guess it's like almost 18 years now. But I hadn't connected it to, I mean, that's, that's where I experienced it, right? And then I was able to blend that into that more full, more full fullness um, of, of having all of that in conversation with itself. Not that I could always understand what their, what the conversations from those various aspects are. I can't always, mm -hmm. because I think they don't necessarily always be using the language I understand. But, um, you know, at, at one point, uh, Sandra Medina said something like, uh, listen to your body. Well, I've heard people say, listen to your body over and over. And I've been doing it for, you know, many years, but I got it that she was actually then saying, because she said the body knows. And that was when I knew that what I'd been hearing was an extra voice in it all, uh, in the conversations that go on in, in our many parts. Um, and, and it's very exciting and it's probably got more to it than we can begin to know in a lifetime even. Um, and, and one of the things I think that's really important about a bodyful practice is that it also then we can have more awareness. Like if we experience ourselves from the inside instead of having it just from the outside because, because all of those things affect the things that we feel judgmental about, about how we look. Like we look at our body by what? A mirror, by other people's experience of us, by what we were taught when we were young, all the stories that are attached to it. The judgmentalness that, and we often don't recognize it until we, are being aware of the judgmentalist things going on in relationship to other people. Mm -hmm. And then we sort of then, as our awareness does grow, as we can see that we're doing it to ourselves too. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it's very exciting. And I'm so very pleased that more and more and more of that connection uh, is being named and not named in a fixed way, but named in a way that we all now start to have the language to share with each other about our experience within it. So uh, that's exciting to me. And, and I just wanted to say how, I mean, it just made me have a big 
grin all over my body when, when you said body force. Well, thank you for your teaching, Becky. <laughs> you filled in a lot of gaps. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And thank you for your practice. Thank you so much. And we have Maria. Hello, Maria. Hi, Suzanne. Oh, thank you so much for that. I mean, goodness, I always appreciate um, just a, an, a, an assisted get out of your head. <laughs> you know, it's such a, you know, I, I do this practice quite often where I just um, feel the sensations in my body. And, and I think, I think it's so easy for um, just reminds me of how our thoughts and sensations can be merged. Mm -hmm. And then it's driving the sensations in the body mm -hmm. and, and then driving the thinking and, the, and then the head starts looking for reasons why this feelings like this and the feelings looking for thoughts, you know, it, it's like, and then there's this, this battle between the two, you know, what's going on and, and to just kind of rest in that sensation. For me, it's how I, I kind of live with, with um, the anxious feelings that I can get, I can get really anxious mm -hmm. and that tightness and feeling in my chest. And then all the stories that can come with that from conditioning or from anything will just come up and um, and just going to the sensation, the actual feeling can then set it just settles. It just settles all that. Everything starts to starts to slow down. And as you were doing the meditation, the guided, um, I had this image of my brain um, merged physically together. All the thoughts were merged inside my brain. And then as you were doing the meditation, all the little th thoughts just started popping on the top, you know, and were separate. It was like loosening my attachment to the thoughts that were going on, because quite often I'm not aware of, you know, I think I'm present, <laughs> but I have these thoughts going on that are creating some anxiety, you know, so to just really sit with the sensations and going around the different tightness parts of the body you know and just just sort of kind of seeing where it's all living it's amazing isn't it i'll just mute and unmute there we go it's just amazing um how much we hold in the body and if we don't spend that time and tend to that how it will then search for thoughts to have reasons for why it's tight or for why it will just search mm -hmm. and without that awareness of that then we just go in, especially if something major happens you know or there's a crisis or something we can just swing straight into the habitual thoughts that we have and loops that we have connected to how we cope our strategy for coping with crises so coming back to the body just really helps me to to just see what i'm doing you know i can if i'm from here if i'm seeing from here and from the sensation i can kind of notice all the thoughts going on and settle them so it's so it's that space, isn't it? It's that space that Laurie was talking about last week as well. That's so mm -hmm. vital to catch ourselves in what we do, because like I said, that merging of the thoughts and the physical, the sensations, because it can be chemistry, can't it? Just giving us a, a what we think is anxiety. So then it's like, well, I must, I must find some thoughts then. There must be something going on. I need to add that story to that. It needs to make sense. Uh -huh. And actually just being with it is the sense. Just yes, 
just being with there. it without the story is creates the gap, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was interesting to me in the sutta that the let me find it that the Buddha added at the end of the body directions he was giving um uh having what did he say here um and and they live independent and cling to not in the world just mm -hmm. what you said maria yeah but when you when you coalesced all the thoughts and then they started popping up popping out cling to not yeah yeah but we're so attached and seduced by them aren't we they're so seductive just yeah. you know, it's like we feel like we have to get into these thoughts to work this thing out yeah when actually yeah. coming back to the body and just mm -hmm. settle we don't need them but the attachment the magnetism towards it you know mm -hmm. which is why we sit isn't it to soften that attachment to to the thinking that we do that we think we need all that excessive thinking mm -hmm. We just don't need. Mm -hmm. so thank you so much for bringing me right back. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome, Maria. You're bringing up a story in my memory. I heard a teacher say once he was describing, and I think he was really a therapy teacher in my own training, that he got a phone call from one of his clients. She was highly anxious and she said, I'm, I'm having a panic attack. I, I'm so anxious. And he said, you know what? I, I can talk to you in 10 minutes. During that time, why don't you just lie down and just breathe for a few minutes and I'll call you back. Well, after 10 minutes, he was true to his word. He called her back and, and she said, you know what? I don't feel anxious anymore. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, sometimes it is miraculous like that. It just yeah. is. And the breath is always there, isn't it? Inviting it's always there. Yeah. Constant invitation to come mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. again and again and again it's always mm -hmm. there and when i remember you know when to just come back to the yes. breath it's like there again you know we can settle mm -hmm. so yeah mm -hmm. thank you so much you're welcome maria thank you for being here mm -hmm. yeah lovely to see you mm -hmm. <laughs> and sheila is next See, I, um, there you are there you are sheila i can hear you hello okay, okay i'm unmuted okay i guess i have to click later then instead of uh, now can you still hear me i can mm -hmm. okay thank you suzanne you're this welcome wonderful exercise and experience and mm -hmm. the main two things i felt in the experience were oh <laughs> even then hard to label um cleansing a, a emptying a cleansing through all those parts and and an expansion wow almost kind of like inflating expansion mm -hmm. and then of course kind of um, drifting Maybe like helium feels. I don't know. <laughs> ah. mm -hmm. um, but in my body, and my body expanding and cleansing and inflating. And so that was a wonderful experience. And I love the word. I love words, body fullness. Mm -hmm. And um, the other thing I wanted to comment on was my friend Becky and her wonderful teaching 
And the last thing she said, a grin all over her body. And I felt the grin all over my body. And it reminded me of the dogs we have in this senior living and how I relate with them and how one of them, a girl named Jessie, a girl dog named Jessie, who has the most wonderful wagon tail. And it dawned on me one day, that's her smile. And she's always smiling. She, I've never seen Jessie when she wasn't smiling. And that gave me a grin. Mm -hmm. I think body fullness has added to that smile, mm -hmm. that grin. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Thank you, Miss Suzanne and Miss Becky and everybody else that's here today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sheila. I love that description of and what Becky said about a grin all over her body, you know, to have a body smile. Yeah, yeah. That must be the joy that we talk about rather than going after that joy, it's right here in our body. It's right here. Hi, Suzanne, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I really needed this. Um, uh, many of you know that I'm retiring at the end of the year, my private practice and uh, the day of reckoning to speak with my patients was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And um, the big surprise is that the two that I met with both said congratulations, you know, like they were fine. But for me to um, move from a very cerebral identification to um, what's what's going to be an openness and back to my body. You know, today, the day after speaking with them, I'm full of questions. And um, so it was very grounding. This is perfect. And I really appreciated the grounding and the, and the releasing of the questions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. into the earth. And um, it's a big challenge for me to uh, listen to my body, ask the questions, just listen and um, trust that there's information there probably, you know, of, of a different sort, maybe more, um, certainly more mysterious for me anyway. And um, learning to access it. This is like a really, really good beginning. So I really appreciate it. Mm, you're very welcome, Rosemary. Um, I, I want to thank you as a retired psychotherapist myself, that you had the conversation now for your retirement at the end of the year. In my practice, I had several people whose therapist had quit abruptly. And it was so traumatic for them. Um, and, I, you know, part of me understand understood it because when we do tell our clients, um, or, you know, anybody in our life, I'm going to end this role. 
um, we're going to be facing some difficult feelings with them, with in ourselves and with them. It's not an easy thing, but it, it's such an act of integrity. And I really deeply appreciate that you've done this for your clients. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that you spoke about not knowing for sure if your body is going to um, tell you the information that you need to know. <laughs> right. I'm sort of applying the same questions to my body that I did to my mind. Okay. Am I really learning here? <laughs> Yes, you are. Yes, we all are. And these are all very normal thought, doubts and fears and questions. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. This mm -hmm. is just what I needed. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Hello, Sue. Hello, Suzanne. Thank you. Yeah. Good to see you. Well, it's good to see you. And it sort of took me back to Tai Chi and meditation and then more meditation after I joined the Sangha. And, and to go, you've talked many times about Mother Earth. And today when you, you know, went through the upper body and then lower and kept moving down and then having us go into mother earth and receiving from mother earth. I just suddenly, you know, felt this delight. I didn't know where it came from, mm -hmm. but I just sort of tried to don't worry about that. Just, you know, keep doing this, just keep doing this. And so when Becky and other people talked about the smile all over their body, <laughs> you know, I just thought, well, I think that was a part of that. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting mm -hmm. to me because, I mean, it was something that I've heard a lot and I do try to pay attention to my body and mm -hmm. um, seems to tell me the truth. Sometimes not to my delight and other times, mm -hmm. but you know, the paying attention is, is so important. Well, and I just, can I ask you a question about that, Sue, given that, that Rose, Rosemary just said what she said, how do you know when a message you're getting from your body is the truth? How do you know? I think it, kind of relies on times it's happened to me before. And when I sort of feel like my body is, is speaking to me and I pay some attention, mm -hmm. I might feel just a little bit better. Oh, or okay. I feel like, ah, if I do this, or I mean, there's some, it can be absolutely minuscule sign, uh -huh. or it can be something that, wow, you know, hits you like a ton of bricks. Uh -huh. But, you know, it just kind of builds it. So then I've built a confidence in this just from the little 
tiny signs, you know, whether it's made me feel better, whether it's just that, oh, yeah. I mean, I just am aware. Uh-huh. And that's enough. That's enough. It's, it's enough. It can be, you know, it's not that it's, there's no cure-all. Man, I'd be selling it to you. <laughs> that. You'd be a wealthy woman, too. <laughs> I'll have to be wealthy in other ways. In other ways, exactly. <laughs> well, you are, Sue. And you know, I it's if I could if I could say something. I think what you're speaking to, because because Rose, Rosemary and other people raise this, what you're speaking to is the uplift of energy that yeah. occurs when something arises and we go, oh, like you said, oh, and that was like, you know, when you said go down into the earth and take mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. It was just this uplift of energy. That's a mm-hmm. wonderful description for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And I, so over time, I've just begun to trust it more and rely on it, rely mm-hmm. on my body telling me. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, years ago, I went to the doctor and I was what I thought far too young to be considering this. And he said to me, what are you going to be doing to age gracefully? And I kind of went, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I began to consider that and, you know, think about what was I doing? What was I going to do? And, you know, it just woke me up. And that's what I feel. I mean, that woke me up in a pretty big way. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that was big planning ahead. But so when I hear, you know, my thinking about my body and trusting it, that often comes in just very small ways. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it comes because somebody in this group has said something mm-hmm. and it comes back to me. Sometimes when I'm breathing, mm-hmm. you know, thought, doing the full body breathing. So Beautiful. thank you, Suzanne. Thank you. Thank you for your teaching, Sue. Wonderful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I guess there is time for what Flint calls the lightning round. If there's a one more person with a a little bit of something. I, I too was just very moved by today's practice and just wanted to say thank you mm-hmm. um, for offering this. Um, and I have sort of my own version of the experience of it, but um, you know, ever since I agreed to uh, assist this upcoming intensive with Lori, the intensive for me, started and today has felt very much um i i've felt a lot of that intensity today mm-hmm. and so during this practice um something that was just really sweet was that i could feel what felt like constriction in the heart or like a heart ache mm-hmm. and it was just so so beautiful to touch into it and just hold it so gently so um thank you for your guidance for that it definitely eased uh the contraction Mm -hmm. after a little while of just just actually holding it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
what you're saying is so beautiful, Jessica, because it's an example of if we don't see it, and I say sense it, we don't pay attention to it. And so for you to take yourself there, turn toward yourself in that way, and notice that, and be with yourself in that way, that's the practice, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then and then freedom arises from it. And it might yeah. occur again, it might happen, you know, might feel more intensity between now and the intensive. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a homeopathic principle that says that the moment that you make contact or have intention to attend to this, the healing happens, the healing begins. <laughs> of course, you know, it might kick up a bunch of stuff. Love kicks up everything unlike itself, as we say. Thank you, Suzanne. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. All right, the practice principles. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thought, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thought, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thought, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. All right, so I'll hand it back to Jessica and uh, let her take over. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Um, and thank you, everyone, for being here, for your uh, attention and your care, and for your generosity. Um, and if you'd like to make a contribution to Apamata, you may do so through the website at appamata.org slash contribute um, and you can contribute for teachers like Suzanne and and if you do make a donation today for Suzanne please uh, do indicate that on the form and now if you'd like to stay afterwards with Maria feel free I'm going to hand over the uh, reins to her thank you everybody so wonderful to see you